the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. All right, folks, welcome to SCORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, we got a special guest in the house, the bug. Uh, Audrey's <laughs> dog. The what cutest little rascal in the whole wide world. I know. He's a good dog. Hey, this segment is brought to you by Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep. You know, I hate doing this commercial because every time I do this commercial, I want to drive out there. I just did. And I want to buy a T-Rex. Mm-hmm. But I want to buy a T Rex. I know I they'll give one. me they'll give me a screaming deal. I know they won't mark it up. And we can take it out to superstition. And I gotta sell drive it. it around. I gotta sell everything I own to, to get one of those. <laughs> but these guys, if you didn't hear it, they don't mark anything up, folks. And that is the cool thing about Imperial Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Uh, they're open on Saturdays and Sundays. The parts department is during the desert season, so you can get yourself out of a jam if necessary. Go to IVCDJR.com, IVCDJR.com. Tell them thanks again for supporting SDORC Dirt Radio. We appreciate it. Alpha Site Logistics, if you're getting ready to have an event out in the desert, you're going to need portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and many more services. Well, guess what? These guys do it better than anybody. 760-352-8383. You know, the, the Bureau of Land Management has authorized them. You know, everybody out there has. So don't try to reinvent the wheel. Alpha Site Logistics. Catch them on Facebook at Alpha Site Logistics. All right. I know. I seen you in the desert. I was in the desert. I didn't see you in a buggy, so I was happy to see that. <laughs> I did not get into any vehicles. But I looked for dust, and I didn't see any dust on your face, so I figured nope. you must not have. Nope. What are you doing? We have our call. Oh, we have a guy on the phone. I think Brandon Short is on the phone. It would have been nice to tell the host. You were on the email. (laughs) What email? Text message yesterday. The text message. (laughs) Brandon from Supercross is joining (laughs) us on air. Really? Are Are you there, there, Brandon? Brandon? We don't have Brandon on the line. You guys are so Uh, full of it, you squeak. We think he's on the line. No, he's not. We invited San Diego Supercross. Uh, media representative Brandon Short to call in the show to talk about Supercross. Yeah, well, guess what? You have to do it. 
Now I got to talk about it. San Diego Supercross is coming. Well, let's give him a, a minute to see if he does call in. We could talk about what we did this weekend instead because the Off Road Coalition was out in the desert this weekend. We were in three places and we were spread thin. Right? Yeah. Because Audrey was hey, at the Dunes not, cleanup. Not to change the subject, but at three o'clock, Sean Brennan. PR manager for Monster Energy Supercross will be calling in. Daniel Blair. Do we have him on the line? Daniel Blair. Do we have him on the line? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Daniel. Okay, there you are. Ah, hey, Daniel. How Come are on, you? Hello here. Straight, straighten out these two desert rats out. They're all confused. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, buddy? Too long in the it desert. Sounds like it. Nah, I'm doing great. Ah. Doing great. Honestly, uh, excited to get out to San Diego, to the, the beautiful, dry, and sunny San Diego. That's what I'm hoping. Uh, oh, excuse yeah. me. It, dry and dusty. Monster Trucks had the best mud bath last night, and you could shake a stick at Dude, it was so that. bad. I saw that. So, hey, do you know Sean Brennan? Oh, I know Sean Brennan. Well, he's going to be on my motorsport show here on uh, at 3 o'clock. So guess what? You get double duty this uh, weekend. But, hey, that's what's cool about Monster Energy. I mean, you guys have just taken the banner when it comes to not just any motorsports, but all kinds of motorsports. All right, talk about your motorcycles. See, I got my shirt on. What are you complaining about? <laughs> so um, so, so tell us about the San Diego Supercross. What's, what's going on? Yeah, he wants to know if old people can get into it. Yes, it, it's open to everybody. It's uh, that's what the beauty of Supercross. It's for kids and all the way up to as long as you want to be into it. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's it's going to be good. Um, a little change up this year. We're at Snapdragon Stadium, so um, that's that's new but kind of old. I actually raced back in Qualcomm back in the day, so yeah. I, I'm familiar out with that that vibe out there. That's where I raced most of my career. So uh, I feel like it's pretty cool to get back out there. But, yeah, just coming in, it's now round two of the championship. And yeah. things picked off in Anaheim, pretty spectacular. So, yeah, ready to roll on in. I think you'll like Snapdragon. Have you been to Snapdragon yet? Not the inside, no. no. There is no inside. I mean, it's like well, a college. I, mean, I drove around the outside parking lot, but I didn't go inside. I the, think the it'll thing. be the best thing that ever happened for Supercross because there's no bad seats. There's no overhangs. There's nothing. I mean, it's like an old school college football yeah. stadium where you guys will have a huge amount of track area where everybody will be able to get all kinds of advantages wherever they sit. Yeah, and that, that's perfect tie-in to the track design, too. I. I mean, I'm still like a racer at heart, so whenever the track designs come out every year, I always go and look and see what they're like. <laughs> uh, the opener in Anaheim was, like, really, really good design. So San Diego, I've already looked at it. and Yeah, we're going to use up the floor nicely. Let's just put it that way. It's, right. it's going to be a really good track design, I think, to round two. So tell the folks, who, who are the highlights? Who are the people we should be watching for? Any, any surprises, you know, that are in the backfield that are moving their way up? Or any of the old pros, who do you think people should really keep their eye out for? Wow. Well, typically <laughs> in Jan yeah, I know. January usually it's kind of a mess. Like it seems like everyone is still at the stage where they believe they got a shot at it. So mm -hmm. it, the, the results are usually all over the place. But at Anaheim at the opening round, Eli Tomac, who's I mean, he's like pretty much the only all timer in the field right now. He's yeah. accomplished everything there is to accomplish. He comes out and wins the opener, which is he's never done that before. So as crazy as you would like to start a season, he kind of came out and just said, no, nah, I'm still the guy that's going to come through me. So that was interesting to watch. And then um, there's a couple guys that are going to be, you know, really right in the mix with him. Chase Sexton, he won San Diego last year. He was really good at Anaheim. He should be in the fight. And then uh, defending or two-time champ, sorry, Cooper Webb, 
he seems to be back in his like good form when he's on his best he's a championship contender so it's kind of steady at the top which is weird but then the 250 class is kind of the wild the wild class so that that one should be a little more out of control but 450s it, it looks kind of stable coming in around two which is different so what do you see uh dave's looking at me yeah. so at the anaheim race there were six lead changes there there was a lot of action at the front did you we, go we i watched it on okay. the big television um and it was it was really great. You didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know who was going to win. I mean, I didn't think um, Mookie, uh, Malcolm Stewart, was going to uh, really be up there, and he led that race for a few Malcolm laps. Malcolm did? Malcolm Stewart led for a while. Because he's been um, kind of down in the lower ranks for a while there. What he's do you think? like been creeping up. Last year he got on the podium. It? What do you think caused him to, to make this change? I Be- think steady. Better equipment? Well, he's got a good bike. He's got the Husqvarna. But, he, but everybody has a good bike yeah. in there. But um, I think steady uh, improvement, and I don't think it hurts to listen to your brother, who's, in my book, he's a goat. He's as much of the greatest of I, all time I do as, as, um, as Ricky Carmichael. Yeah. I mean, that guy was so much faster than everybody else. Uh, but Cooper Webb, like when we were watching the race at Anaheim, we didn't, nobody really focused on Webb. He like slowly, methodically moved up. As people fell off, and and he got second place, wow. he, he got a strong second. Um, so this is going to be so a great series, don't you guys? We, we agree? don't know. I'm I'm a big fan of Jason Anderson. I love his style. He is a loose rider. Like whether his his jersey's flapping in the wind or his tire is sliding to or the he's side, flapping in the wind. <laughs> he maybe. I I really like his style, and and he he's he was pretty strong also. So it, it's going to be um, it's going to be a great season. It, it, you know, they, the reason they have races is to see who's best, and yeah. we're not going to find out. Yeah. So is, is San Diego going to be a wet or dry race? Um, it's looking it's looking good right now. They've um, they're, they're really good about this type of thing. As long as a crazy weather pattern doesn't really come through all week of and on race day, they could pull it off. They've done that before, but right now it's looking sunny Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday without any clouds or anything. So no, I think oh, we're in that, for that's pretty lucky. So last night was canceled. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Are you guys going to pull the monster, monster jam dirt out and put your own dirt in? <laughs> I think okay, so every every location is different. Yeah. But what I think is that what's there is like the base, and then there's more that will be created right. on top. Yeah. They'll, they'll air it all out gotcha. and make sure it hardens, then build on top. I think that's what they're going to do. Is this going to be an exciting weekend or what? After all this rain, nobody, nobody knows what that track is going to be like, no matter what you think you're doing to it. Nobody's going to know. Yeah, and that, and that's the fun part too, right? Is wondering, and then when you get there, you finally get to see practice, and you're like, "Oh, that's the kind of day we're going to have." So yeah, it's it's a challenge for them, but at the same time, they're they're the best at it, and hopefully, it's just a completely dry, normal race because it'd be good to see these guys go at it at full strength. Uh, can you stick around for another segment? Oh, cool. We're going to have a couple commercials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, I'm going to throw you up against Sean and say, you know, Sean, I had this really good guy on my off-road show. Let's see how well you can do. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Oh, look, he's not saying nothing. He doesn't. We'll be right back with Daniel. Come on. We're up for the challenge right here on SCORC Dirt Radio FM 96.1-1170. The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to SDRC Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. 
the answer. Fire and ice, heating and air, man. I tell you, family owned and operated by the uh, Ashley family. They've been doing this since, what, back in the 80s. So if you're looking for a good quality family-owned service that'll take care of all your heating and air, then those are the folks you need to call. Go to fireandicehvac.com. Tell them thanks for supporting uh, our show. We really do appreciate it. But And, oh, guess what? If you already got another estimate, don't panic. Give them a call. They'll come out. And if they can beat it, they will. If not, they'll pat you on the back and say good luck. Also, Wayne Miller's Tire. Latest news is they've moved up from just selling tires. They do alignments, brakes, shocks, suspension, engine, tune-ups, you name it. If it's under the hood, they'll hook you up. That's Wayne Miller's Tire. And remember, any tire from a golf cart to a semi, they can hook you up. Maybe even a monster truck. That might even be a cool thing to do. Who's our special guest? We got Daniel from the Supercross. Um, talk. So, you know... In the old days, in the Qualcomm days, one of the great parts of going to the races, the Supercross, was the tailgating in the parking lot. Yep. I would walk through the parking lot. I'd see all these people I know because I'm an old motocross guy, dirt yep. bike guy, and I'd see people. I'd talk. It was just really great. So we moved to Petco, and there's no tailgating at Petco. Like parking is hard. because oh, it was off-site. The pits and everything the, were the all pits off-site. Were, yeah. So they had an area for the pits, but for... People coming in, no. a lot of people came in on the trolley. But I think you're going to get that so there'll be Snapdragon. Snapdragon should have. I'm looking forward to going early right. and walking through That the, was one of my favorite things. You used to always go to all the riders. You'd get their poster, have them well, sign they all, yeah, it. Yeah, they, they all have merch. Yep. T-shirts, hats, because that's really one of the side... You know, side it products. It's super expensive to compete, and gear is expensive. And yeah, you know that Monster Energy guy, they need to it's, write a bigger check. It's fun to meet So the we can get Ed out there. Yeah. Yeah. Get AARP to sponsor you. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> ben Gay. Yeah, Ben Gay. <laughs> yeah. Advil. Advil. Ace my Bandage. Daniel, are you taking notes? Yeah, you're taking notes, yeah, I am. I'm preparing myself as well. <laughs> hey, I can hook you up on PR because I, I got all kinds of crazy ways to bring money into the, into the... But you know what? We were talking off air. One of the things Supercross does not, and I hope this doesn't affect your job, you guys don't really have to promote. The fan base is so big that everybody knows where you're going before anybody else knows where you're going. Am I right? <laughs> I would say the core of the fan base yeah. is pretty solid. That is true. And it's they huge. Travel and they know what's up. Dude, it's huge. It's not like yeah. a couple hundred people, a couple thousand people. I mean, it's huge. Everybody follows you guys like like crazy. Yeah, and I mean, Anaheim just a couple of weeks ago was, I mean, it was wall-to-wall, maybe the loudest I've ever heard personally in that See? stadium. I know there's been a couple other ones, but... Um, no, it, the, the fan base is strong right now, and that's because the sport's in a really good spot. There's a lot of really, really talented riders that are sticking around a little longer than normal. I mean, into their late 20s and 30s, which I know wow. that sounds crazy, but that's, wow. that's kind of a little on the older side for Supercross. And um, so the racecraft is like at its best right now, I think. So, uh, yeah, the sport's in good shape, and just people are pumped to be there. And obviously the broadcast side is, is fun, and I think they do a great job, but live just nothing really touches it so opening ceremonies i mean from from start to finish it's it's pretty incredible and yeah it's it's in a healthy spot right now i think the fact that the motorcycle manufacturers have have built bikes that are kind of not just a level where now it's not so much the bike it's the rider 
Right. There's a lot of parody. Yeah, because even you can Roxen only, on the Suzuki is looking really good. We you didn't put Roxen on a freaking on my moped on a that's moped, right. and he'll look well. good. See that? Ta- this is I think Supercross brings talent out better than pretty much any other sport that I that I cover on even on my racer radio show. Don't you agree, Daniel? Well, I'm obviously going to agree strongly with that. <laughs> <laughs> Former racer and now part of the sport. Yes, I'll take that. Now, but I know what you're saying is the machines are so good now. The yeah. training is so good. Yeah. It's almost like they've maximized everything you could do to have the upper hand. Yeah. So now they all have it. And now the equalizer is who has the talent and who has the, the mental side where they're just stronger than the rest. So you're, you're right. It's very equal right now as far as the chance to be great. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the, the parody is awesome. But the guys that break through are the ones that just are a little more special. Yeah, And just yeah. think of all the kids that haven't got to that level yet, that could possibly be the best of the best of the best, the Brock Glovers of the world. You know what I mean? And they're out there. I mean, there's there's some little guy or some little girl, and I don't have a problem bringing up a girl. There's somebody out there that's got stupid talent that if, if gets promoted properly, holy mackerel. Daniel, will there be the, the kids thing, the kids on little KTMs um, at the race? Ooh, I'm not... A hundred percent sure on this one. I don't have it in front of me. Um, I know they were at Anaheim one. I know they're at the next Anaheim, but I'm not. I'm not sure on this one. Yeah, we, they do. I know they do eleven of them though. They do eleven total right. across the season. But I bet if people go to supercross.com or Monster Energy slash Supercross, they'll probably be able to find that out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be here this coming weekend. Yeah, flying in on Friday, and then uh, ready for a great day of racing Saturday and. Um, again, the, it's the, the, the live show is incredible for everybody in the area that hasn't been to Supercross. Got to yeah. check it out. But for those who are maybe on the outside or busy on the weekend, we I mean we put on a great TV show too. We have qualifying right. it's on Peacock at I think one o'clock, um, and then of course the racing starts at seven on Peacock as well. So yep. uh, no, it, it's it's a great spot for the sport right now. Again, in, in the, uh, the live performances are insane right now, but the yeah. TV coverage is doing well, too. So we're, we're in a good spot. Man. When, when do you leave next weekend? Do you fly out Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. What time? Ooh, I'm th- I don't even know yet. Thinking about put, I'm thinking about inviting you to radio. Yeah, 12 you, to 1, we're on radio. 12 to 1, you can bring your, your suitcases and just drive right from here to this to airport. It's only like 20 minutes from here. Just think oh, about okay. it. You'll do I'll a schedule. Yeah. I know I have it somewhere. I just don't know exactly when I leave. I go day by day. You just go where they tell you. <laughs> Daniel, go this way. Daniel, go that way. Daniel, they go right. this way. That's right. All right. Uh, so have they done anything rule change to Supercross, say, from last year? Or are they pretty much staying with the same rule packages from the different uh, classes? Yeah. There, is, there is one, I would say, big one that hasn't really been discussed too much yet, which is the 250-point-out the rule. Um, they used to have a kind of a complicated system where, the, the, depending on how many points you get each year, you could point yourself out of the class and never come back. Oh. And they got rid of that to where now it's just by winning a championship. If Once you win the championship, I think you get a year to defend, and then you're gone no matter what. But otherwise, you can stay in that class a lot longer than, than normal. They, they, they've kind of normalized that rule. So that, that's a big change this year. And you mean by gone, they're just moved <laughs> up to the next level. To the 450 level, class. To the, four, to the next shot. class. Yeah. They right? kill them. I, yep, they I just, you know. With, without the ability to come back. <laughs> Which is totally different than, let's say, NASCAR. 
because you could win the championship in Xfinity, go to the go to uh, next you know the big guys, but then go back and try to win another championship. But you know what? I think I like the way Supercross is doing it because it keeps that it keeps that youth able to grow within and not be you know I, mean, I know everybody says well it's great to follow a champion well no go follow him at walmart you, you know keep the keep the rate <laughs> keep the racing to where the kids have that carrot out in front of them with nobody you know, getting in the way yeah and they can prove themselves i i agree i think once you win a championship in that class you you proven that you could yeah. handle half a season yeah and then you go 450 where you have to go full season and I, I think you shouldn't be able to look back but other than that if you can't win a championship there I, I think you should be able to stay and, and keep fighting for it okay so let me ask you this as an old guy i've had this question asked to me and i just don't know why does supercross stop at 450 what do you mean a cc engine yeah well, they wait a minute. Let me see if Daniel might have that yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Daniel. Well, I don't know if you'll like mine. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I will. I I think the 450s are a little too much. For being honest, I I wish they would come back down to 350 or even just go to like an unlimited 250. So uh, see, that's, that's, that's the di- unlimited 250. That's the direction I was going as well, and that's kind of why I asked that question. And. What do you think, Ed? Four fifty? You think they should go higher? Six fifty? So be- before the limit was four fifty, it, it was five fifty for four strokes. Yeah. And, and KTM entered um, a five fifty, and actually was the the first four stroke in the modern era to get into a Supercross main event. Um, I have a four fifty. It is an extremely powerful bike. I got a, a Husqvarna uh, FC four fifty. Mm-hmm. It's a hard bike to ride wide open. Even out in the desert on a big sand hill, the mm-hmm. only place I can hold that thing on at high revs and full throttle is a, is a big sand hill. So I agree that 450s are an awful lot of motorcycle, okay. and it, it wouldn't bother me if, if they lowered the CC Do you think? A little it, bit. You, are you talking about injuries, or are you just talking about too much horsepower? Uh, the weight of the bike, the power of right. the bike. You've got to think about your, when you're in that, you're racing, you're, you have those same loops that you're doing yeah. over and over, over the jumps that you got. you got to get, over. you have to hit it just right. you got to control that bike. Yeah. you got to land it as it is. And, and maneuvering your body, I mean, you got to be in the top yeah. shape. When they made know. 450 the, the size engine, that was before they were highly developed. And they thought that was going to be the size they needed to be able to go around the track. Yeah. And it turns out that 450 development went way up. And okay, it, and the kind of the cat's out of the bag. It'd be hard to well, Daniel. To, to I'll throw that. you in this. I don't know if you're a drag racer, but look what they did when everybody and their mother ran quarter mile, right? Well, then mm-hmm. the development got so big and so powerful, they brought them to eighth mile. Yeah. And the hardcore NHRA guys and girls are still kicking and screaming because they want to go that quarter mile. Do you kind of see that same mentality in Supercross? Yeah, I mean, as far as tradition goes, I, I don't. I honestly wouldn't see it changing now. I yeah. think that, and I don't think it's a bad product. I think Supercross is amazing. No, 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 no. I'm totally good with it. I, I just think, for me as a fan and a former racer. On a 250, you can't make as many mistakes because the power can't pull you out of trouble as much, which means you have to be more precise. You also have to be a little bit more aware with your racing because if you leave the door open, someone will block you. On a 450, you could kind of play defense and then just use the power to to pull yourself out of trouble or pull yourself out of defense. 
So I just think for racing and racecraft, the 250 class is always a little bit more wild because the racing is more difficult on a 250. The 450 just saves the riders, I, I think, too much. So for me, it's just pure racecraft. I, I, I like the littler bike better. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny you say that because when I watch Supercross, I will not miss the 250s. Because those guys and girls, they are getting it. I mean, and there is no, because they know they got to make up. Yeah. And the only way to do it is with pure, unadulterated talent. Are we going to keep him again or are we going to throw him out? Uh, let's, um, let's move on. We got uh, right. Daniel, our weekends to talk about. This has about. been a blast talking to you. And we're always here for you. And like I said, Audrey, did you line this interview up or did no, Ed? No, I did. Next weekend. I'll have Ed send you information on what I do because what we can also do, not that you need it, but you can also come to KUSI TV, which is number one in San Diego, prior to any races in San Diego. It's free of charge. Put some bikes on the patio, which will just you know sell out you know wherever you're racing. Hands that, down. that really works. That makes a difference. Yeah, Ed, Ed and Audrey can tell you because I've been doing We've TV been in here in town for 22 years, and nobody else covers it the way I do. Nope. So uh, we look forward to working with you uh, down the road, brother. Awesome! Thank you guys so much. All right, nice we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to S T O R C Dirt Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome to S T. ORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. PRMI Mortgage, you need to check these guys out. 619-722-1303. Chris Wiley is an expert when it comes to mortgages, refis, buying a home, selling a home. Anytime you need any help whatsoever, go with the pro. Been doing it for over 30 years. Military, he's got special deals for you. Help you with your VA loans. He can, he can just do it all. Call him, 619-722-1303. Tell him when you get a hold of him that thank you for sponsoring S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio. Also, SNS Off-Road Magazine. Go to SSORMAG.com. Steve and Cherry have been supporting the off-road community for more years than we care to admit. It's all right there. Contests, photo contests, writing abilities, classifies. I mean, it's all right there so if you're in the off-road or if you're new and you've never you know been off-road before you've never been to the desert s-s-o-r-m-a-g.com check them out so how was your event last night or yesterday uh, did you get any rain huge success uh <laughs> not during really? the event but once the event ended the rain the came Lord in said, at about okay let's wash everything off 30 yeah pretty much <laughs> That's yeah. the same with us at Corva. It was about four thirty that it started raining. But you had a good, and had a good event. And Ogilby in about five five thirty about Glamis yeah. um, and Vendor Row. What's yeah. it like when it rains mm-hmm. out there? Just like it just like it rains here. at your house. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 sand just gets a little bit hard. You know, it has a, yeah, it has a little bit of a hard top to it as yeah. you walk across it. It's a little gotcha. bit nicer. Crunch. Um. Yeah. A little crunch so, to it. Yeah. It's, um, so are you guys at the same event walking. or two different events? No. Different events. Yeah. And you know, it's it's on my bucket list to go to Glamis after a hard rain, 
and ride my motorcycle in the dunes. You haven't it's done just, that? It just is so nice. I've been to Superstition, but I've not, never been to Glamis. There's no issue of getting like, anywhere. You and it's you yeah. got to be very careful. How we, deep I was, is the crunch? Um, not very deep because we didn't, there's not that much rain. So if it flashed floods today, which is what it's supposed to do Ooh. out there, then you'll have a deep crust. It'll be like an inch, yeah, inch Ed, and a half You know crust. where Ed's going after but, the show. Yeah. Well, that'll be tomorrow, I can, I Tuesday. Um, but You're off tomorrow? Yes. This, it's a holiday. I am off. Yes. You ought to go. All right. Let's you go. can't. Pack up and go to the dunes. It's I'm free. i I'm just, not allowed to go. What part of you can't I know. did you not understand? It's so been those, very hard because I keep saying, oh, yeah, let's go do that. Oh, yeah. No, I can't. I get it. How are you feeling? Guys. Pretty good? So sore. I soaked for an hour and 20 minutes this morning. <laughs> you didn't do anything. Walking in the sand. Just walking in the I sand. I need a jacuzzi. Move. You yeah. need a jacuzzi. I know. Right outside your bedroom door. <laughs> we had um, over 100 people wow. sign the waiver. I forget how many um, exactly. I walked away and we didn't get the, I didn't get the last little final count of it. We did, um, I believe, over eight truckloads um, of trash because we didn't have the flatbed. So we just did truckloads yeah. through. Um, and that was out of Rob's truck. Then another couple had so theirs. So what part of the dunes were you at? We I staged in um, San Diego Off-Road Coalition has covered the Gordon's Wells main stage for 21 years is what Norm and That's I figured out. That's Dune Buggy out. Flats? That's Dune Buggy Flats at Gordon's Wells where um, San Diego Off-Road Coalition set up with South Coast RV, yeah, 928 Elite just, Motorsports. Just your area had that much trash? Just or the whole area. dunes? No, the whole dunes had way more trash than that. Um, there was a guy out in the wash that pulled a burnt car out of the washes. Oh they towed God. an entire, like it literally burnt on the rims and he hooked it up to his truck and they strapped they it up and they it drug out. it out oh from the washes God. down to the dumpsters. Did you know what um, all they those filled chemicals? filled a full 40 yard roll off at the Glamis Flats um, uh, behind the Glamis Beach store. Yeah. So as you brought your trash back there, some people took it just straight to the, to the row of dumpsters and there's right. like 20 dumpsters in that row of dumpsters and those got full um, over wow. I want to say over half of those were completely full yesterday and then they filled a 40 yard roll off at Glamis Flats uh, so that was where Glamis Veterans American Sand Association and Lands United Gateway had all set up and staged there with a couple of their sponsors and stuff um, Sand Asylum hit the flagpole um, Dune and Destroy um, split between the swing set as well as they covered Oldsmobile Hill um, they had a Pretty much every single spot um, covered. Covered. Gecko Road had the Gecko Road camp host Tom Gell at it. Um, the Drags had a player. Like, every area in oh, the dunes. Yeah, somebody at the Drags. Had, yes, that somebody at the Drags. Um, you had Buttercup had Liberty Motorsports. Midway had nine two eighty Elite Garages. Wow. Um, yeah, it was absolutely so me, amazing. So let me be a little devil's advocate here because you know I like to do that on occasion. Yes. Because the community does so much cleanup and we don't see a downside to the trash oh we do uh, we do you do. really yeah. i'm thinking do, you when, do, you know, do the trash people say well pff, why bother taking it back these guys will do it no i mean i don't think that that's what i think you know honestly it's just the newbies i don't know i can't uh, i don't uh, it's just it is hard to tell look, who's putting the trash out there but you know what i'm saying yeah. as hard as you guys work you know, to clean the areas, and you guys bring in tons, cubic tons of garbage, Yeah, and you wait three weeks, and guess what? You're back out doing the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, unfortunately. We go to different areas. Yeah, maybe that's what you guys covered yeah. a lot this weekend. Yes. Yeah. How much did you pull in? I, I went to Corvus Truck Haven Challenge. I didn't go to the dunes. I was. Um, but were you cleaning man, over there? No, it was a poker run. Oh, like, like oh you Lizard. played and she worked. No, I, I hosted worked. a checkpoint. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll let you slide then. Yeah, Thank he you. worked the checkpoint. I ran a, a checkpoint. We had a lot of fun. A lot of people came through. Did we gain? We did. It was Karaoke. like two games in one. First, you had to walk the plank. I had two by sixes <laughs> up on four by fours. Yeah. You had to walk three of those. And then at the end, you got a, a Nerf gun and you had to shoot the targets. Oh, cool. That does sound like fun. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of fun. Corva had about, um, what did you say, 170, 180 registrations I yesterday around there. for, for so Poker Hands. We had a so respectable yeah, crowd out there. That's an excellent crowd for yeah. a poker run for them. How cool is that? A yeah. club called Trail Masters. They provide a dinner. So we like the people buy dinner, and then Trail Masters donates all that money to Corva. They have a huge raffle. Another like a it went on and on. All the great prizes, two Warren winches, all kind of stuff. SDRC donated some uh, whip flags, which was kind of fun. I went by and picked up stuff. So when I was picking up the stuff, your mom happened to be out walking the dog, and I I parked at the bottom. Dee, I Dee walked, my cousin. Oh, it was Dee Dee? Yeah. I couldn't tell. Dee Dee I, I walked up in the dark, and the flashlight goes on me. Who is that? I'm like, oh, my God. Am I going to get shot? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, we told all the neighbors that we weren't going to be there this weekend, and the parents are out of town right now. So I told TD, I'm like, oh. expect Ed between this time, and then expect Rob between this time, and that should be it at my they house. They didn't pay any attention. Anybody else up is against at my the house, wall, skinny. pull out a gun. <laughs> I, was, I was nervous. I would be, when too. I, when that flashlight turned on. So it was a, a lot of fun, the, all the people coming through. And Corva gets some people with crazy vehicles, like big tires. Oh, and really? Like all the, all the neat stuff done to them. That, like way gnarlier vehicles than Lost Lizard gets. It's, really? It's a, it's a different group. So um, one fun thing, and I'm a Corva director, by the I way. I disagree with that, just so you know. Yeah, I, know. There's, you I think we be. get some pretty awesome vehicles. I'm not saying Lizard. we don't get awesome vehicles, but just like the highly capable with the big tires and all. Oh my God! This this we Volkswagen that was like KUSI twice as challenge. wide. Should we, should we have a KUSI challenge? Oh, that would be fun. Bring the ba- biggest and the baddest, and then we'll give an award to whoever's the KUSI best. Yeah, I kind of like that. I, I think that would be awesome. Turn it into a fundraiser. Or, or, I have ones that could compete right now. Yeah, because if you go out there and say, by the way, we were talking <laughs> to these guys over at this other one, they said you guys don't have nothing compared to them. Yeah. And their little danders would get all flustered and their little tail feathers would wiggle. And oh, it'd be amazing. We could have fun, huh? Yeah. I like it. I like it, too. So at the uh, at the raffle, uh, some of the guys from the Jeep Club, Tierra del Sol Four-Wheel Drive Club, they got up and they announced uh, they were donating money to Corva. They donated... Ten thousand dollars to Corva. They had one of those giant checks, like the one we got. It was really great. They did the same thing for us. So Tierra del Sol Four by Four Club puts on the Desert Safari on March fourth, coming up soon, out in Ocotillo Wells. That's Bo, right? They usually pull in. Yep, that's Bo. He's already got a date. Have I got this guy? February twenty sixth, baby. He already texted me. We'll be on KUSI. You know what he asked for? Come in radio. He asked six months prior. That's perfect. I, and he, he wants was, to make sure he's I in. Know. Well, before well, planner. Bef- well, no, but see, before deal. he never, he'd always wait till the very end, and I'd, and I'd have to wiggle away to get him in. He's he must so have funny. got a new calendar. Oh, but let's fill it in. But 
hats off to KUSI because I don't know any other station, and I wish there would. I wish Fox 8, 10, 39 would, would jump on board and help support keeping our deserts you know, open, open and clean. Yeah, yeah. What else? Well, you got a lot of paperwork here. Well, right? Yeah. I, I got a couple of things. Um, the Sierra National Forest, it's a big national forest. There's, I think there's 19 national forests in California. So this is a 1.4 million acre forest. Two Democrat lawmakers, Congressman uh, Jackie Speary and Jerry McNerney, have introduced legislation to turn the forest into a national monument. Or sorry, yeah, and into a national monument. It, they've introduced the Range of Light National Monument Act to designate 1.4 million acres of federal land as a monument, quote, to protect the environment and ecological stability of these lands for future generations. Which, that just blows my mind, because if anybody's been to the Sierra National Forest, it's managed so well. There's, um, I mean, there's off-road routes in there, but it's not like it's littered with them. There's, there's not a lot of routes. But are they talking about closing the off-road they routes? They would close the routes. Yeah. They, they talk about logging. They want to stop logging. The only logging that can take place there is... Uh, individuals can get a permit to get a few cords of of wood for fallen law. Uh, right. yeah. It has to be dead and Same fallen. Nobody. Same as so here in the Cleveland. You that's can't. removing a uh, fuel load. That's yeah. reducing the fuel. And we know and about we, wildfires. Obviously, we want that. <sighs> and, so. and they're talking about mining. Well, there's a few active mines, and those are like a guy with a shovel. Uh, doing his own mine. That's not like heavy. That's an active miner. All right, so we can talk about. Yeah, we'll talk about that. When we come back right here on SDORC Dirt Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to SDORC Dirt Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Segment brought to you by the Wise Ox. Butcher Shop and Pantry. Check these guys out. The Wise Ox Butcher Shop is a great place to go if you're looking to feed the family or maybe you're having a tailgate party or you want the best of the best because they've got it all. Everything from premium beef, heritage pork, free-range chickens. Uh, they got two locations, but my recommendation is just Google Wise Ox Butcher Shop and Pantry.com. All right. It makes me want to fill a Philly cheesesteak. I know. You had there. one the other day, too. Yeah, with the, with the uh, creamy horseradish. Uh, the roast, roast beef with the horseradish. That was amazing. So we were talking about the uh, the Range of Light National Monument, and, and these two congressmen have introduced a bill to make uh, the Sierra National Forest into a national monument. And I understand uh, President Biden has been thinking about it also. Um, and the well, there's a lot of problems with that. So, we, Audrey and I we deal with three different agencies in California that manage land for off-roading. There's state parks, there's a Bureau of Land Management, and there's the National Forests. And of the three, the National Forests are the hardest to do business with. Well, they, they have the, the most, most protections. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have most regulations, the most problems. So. Overly managed, most restrictions. Hardest to do stuff in. Hardest to do anything in. Good. 
goodness gracious. Oh, you want to use a little uh, bobcat to move some hay bales from here to there? It, it causes problems. You want to use a chainsaw? You need to be certified. So, so the Sierra National Forest is already well protected. And these people are trying to close it down even further. And I, I looked up the off-road vehicle routes there, and there's not that many. There's like about 15 routes, and they don't have a lot of miles for all their routes. Well, you mean Corral Canyon you, you has you a lot for, more miles. There's got to be a lot more than that in 1.4 acres. I mean, I just I think you are you just meaning green sticker maybe because I mean even the Wait, green sticker you got Bald up. Mountain, you've got a couple of other ones. I think there's got to be more I've, than 15 routes. I, I I just Googled uh, OHV and Sierra National Forest, and I just found a list of about 15 routes or so with a few miles per route. There may be more that I don't know, but that's what I saw. And, okay. I, you know, when they make a national monument, they review all the routes, and it's there's a, a strong chance that the routes will either be closed or be turned into street legal only. Yeah, it's the which, same thing is, that we face on every part of it. When you do so the NEPA and they do whatever else. I mean, the, you're watching the Western Mojave right now with that because uh, if the yeah. trails that have been on the ground for 50, 75 years, they're not on a map, but they've been there. But because it doesn't no, matter if they're, they're not on the map. Now they're now they're, they're going to be decommissioned. And they're just automatically yeah, closed. Yeah, they're just so automatically Audrey, closed. Right I just, that. what's going to happen with this? I mean, that just, it blows my mind. We went up to, what is it, Sherwin Pass, Sherman Pass, um, not too long ago. We took my Jetta up to the top of the mountains. Did I don't really? know, like, yeah, like five there? years ago. We went up to the top of Sherman Pass. We went up to the top of the horse track. We went on some fire road trail that just ended up, we ended up, 20 miles In over yeah on some crazy <laughs> and and to, that's not on any map it wasn't, that wasn't on, on the any, map and there's a road no, and, and there's you went a road up, and we just kept going top? oh man absolutely amazing and it would devastate me absolutely devastate me to know that they're looking what, at closing these areas what off. good is closing this like was there a lot of traffic up there none was there a lot of like impact from vehicles no no, hardly. No, no, but so that trail was people. was not used. We, I mean, I was worried going through it with the center part of it grown over and us oh. in the car because I had a low car. So just you know, there was centered. just just getting yeah because it was a dirt road that just went across the top of the mountains all through the Sierra National Forest on the top of the Sierra Mountains. Like I just. I don't know. That would be absolutely devastating it's, to me. It's crazy. And um, and you know what they'll do is even if they know it's not going to pass, they right because now the Congress, the the House of Representatives has a a, a Republican majority. So it, it, this will be hard to get through. But what they'll do, they'll introduce it each each term and then at some point in the future the the political climate will be ripe that this can go through and okay. it'll have been worked on for a lot of years and then all of a sudden oh okay now we can so this is an act that was submitted into legislation by democrats right so this yes. is, so so that's not so okay tell me this now because i'm getting confused and okay. it's been a long weekend um so tell me this so is this the same as the president naming it a national monument this is a different. Thing. So this is different because because what I they're, read with they're the blue, looking at doing the same thing with two different with two ways. different ways. So so what I heard with the Blue Ribbon Coalition was was it's President Biden's administration that wants to um, name this, and so that's what, so what the Blue Ribbon Biden Coalition does. It he'll be using different. the Antiquities it's Act. It's the Antiquities Act, and they and had using that act. In, he will be 
designating. And I didn't know you could designate a, a national forest like that. I thought that was only for the Bureau of Land Management, like so re- the relatively so undesignated land of the BLM. Yeah. Like they will yeah. do that. So what I'm taking away from this is that one way or another, some environmentalist out there wants this to happen. And one way or another, they're going to work the system in every which way that they can mm-hmm. so that we need to be gearing up because they're going to they're gonna force this to happen. It, it's weird. I don't understand the motivation, what they're trying to fix or save, but I find it super frustrating. Yeah. And I mean... I don't know. Maybe they'll get it. I grew up I don't going know to why. Lake Isabella. I grew up going into Kern County right there, Kern River, going above Kern River into the Sierras right there. Um, you know, not uh, crossing back and forth between Inyo and the Sierras and all of that. I mean, you can go back and forth. Uh, the which Sierras is the cut national across. forest north of Lake Isabella? Do you know that's, which forest? That's Sierra. That's Sierra? That's Sierras. So Inyo is east, right, towards Bishop. Okay. And then all, that's all Sierras. What's that place? Kennedy Meadows is that's that, in the that's Sierras. In, is that Sierra National Forest? Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that that's Sierra. I'm not National sure. I gotta Forest. see. Wait, I gotta because that's a big off road area, and I haven't been there. But like, I got friends. They go to oh, we're going to Kennedy Meadows, and they have a great time. There's a lot of trails. Audrey's like flipping on her phone. I am. I gotta look this up because that's really worries me. I mean, when I got the email, because that, that would be that would cause us to go into. Um, into panic mode and like oh, okay we got to make a national national war on this i don't know um and yeah that's what i so why audrey's looking at that keep yeah. looking at that i see nestled in the high sierras national it says sierra it, nevada mountains is what it says kennedy resort well because the on. sierra nevada mountains is it is a big <clears throat> mountain range and there's a number of national forests in the sierras including the sierra national forest so it's you got to know what you're talking about. Yeah. Audrey, did you know the Rubicon Trail was closed a couple weeks ago? Yes, I heard that it was closed a couple weeks ago. Under um, a temporary weather order? Yeah, with the amount of rain and the storm that was coming in, they were expecting it to basically wash out, overflow. They didn't want the vehicles to cross the water. Um, so there's a couple problems. Uh, in 2013, there was a big... Um, agreement made on conditions that could be used to close the Rubicon Trail. And those conditions have not even been analyzed. Like they're supposed to do an analysis and then make a determination. They just closed it. So I don't disagree that it's possible it could be closed. What do you see? Kennedy Audrey? Meadows is where I was talking about where we drove the Jetta through. We drove the. Oh, through. you drove. We, yeah, because it's at the top. Around. It's the, you take Sherman Pass. You go up to the top of the hill and the mountain right there, and that's you start at Kennedy Meadows, and then there's a trail out of that that goes. So yes, that is the top of the Sierras. Is is that Sierra National Forest? Yes, a hundred percent. Oh boy, we got to really put this on top of our, uh, on yeah. top of our agenda to work on it's a it's yeah when i seen that it just broke my heart when i you know uh, what are these people thinking i'm not sure i don't know what to do with that there but is we're so much forest land out there that we can't get to i mean no, i don't want i can't hike that far there's so many millions of acres of wilderness and other designations acecs Areas of critical environmental concern. There's all this area. There's millions and millions of acres we can't do anything on. And they want to turn this forest into a national monument. It's just crazy. Do you think it's because of 3030? Assembly Bill 3030? Uh, 
Do you think it's so because they're st- trying to do? Oh my God, that's that's oh. a story for another show. We can, yes. I, yeah, we're going to break into that next week. Twenty-five dollar yeah. annual membership. www.sdorc.org. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Stay and don't, tuned. Don't go anywhere. Yak Radio coming up. We got Tanya and her lovely son uh, Jaden. Jaden never been on radio before. I think he's not 10, 11, 12 years oh, he's old. Gonna have fun. So this ought to be a hoot show. Folks, always support SDORC uh, Dirt Radio, SDORC.org. Help out. Keep the deserts open. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.